0: Hi, my name is John, and with my co-host, Andy, you're listening to Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast for the fans done by two fans who survived the dark times of the 80s of Packers football and live to talk about it. And this podcast, as always, is dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. So let's get right to it. Super Bowl. Um, I'm just gonna give my two cents, Andy. You, you have a great. Uh, uh, well, you have a lot to say, and it's great. So I'm gonna let. Before I get off my high horse here, uh, I'll have you go here in just a, a couple minutes. But so let me just give you a really quick analogy of what I thought with the Super Bowl. So I thought it was a really good game, um, and Andy and I were just talking about this. We thought that. Um, Jalen Hurts was still hurt in his shoulder. Um, didn't seem to make some throws that he normally does. Um, I think the Eagles obviously coming out of halftime did not make adjustments, uh, Packer fans. We are very familiar with that. Um, and Andy uh, Reid, he did make adjustments. And boy, did he make adjustments. And it was a, a really gritty, gutty um. Performance by Patrick Mahomes, which I respect the guy. Um, You know he's out there, he's playing, he's he's a heck of a player. Um, I'm sure the Chicago Bears (laughs) fans out there go, why didn't we draft him? Um, (laughs) But anyway, I thought uh, I think it was a really good game. Um, I didn't like. We'll talk about this in a little bit here. I didn't like the penalty at the end. I think that's bush league. You gotta let him play through it, even the even though the Philadelphia cornerback said, yeah, I grabbed him. Yeah, okay. There's no way he's catching that ball. I mean, that's my opinion. Um, anyway, even if you don't grab him. So, again, I, I think the NFL has issues with its officiating, even though Roger Goodell, of course, what is he going to say? Oh, I love the officiating. He came out and said the officiating is, you know, great. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, you're getting paid millions of dollars to say that. So, all in all it's a really good game but i want to get to andy because andy has some great stuff so andy take it away
1: thanks john and uh hello again football fans out there yeah so john super bowl <laughs>
0: yeah
1: uh, here thoughts. here are my quick thoughts and synopsis on uh, yesterday's big game. If I can actually say synops- synopsis. Synopsis. Still haven't bounced. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big game. Uh, so I wanted to say sorry in advance, Packer fans and football-loving fans out there on my lack of quickness, because I'm probably going to talk a little bit too much about the game. Uh, so before I start... After I get done saying what I'm about to say, John. Uh, may I you know John may say that's it. This is the last Packers Blitz <laughs> oh, episode. No. Uh oh. So okay, here we go. So I wrote my notes on the Super Bowl in the mid in mid morning, uh, about nine o'clock to about I don't know, maybe noon. Uh I listened to Colin Cowherd's show oh, that's in the it, late wow. <laughs> I listened to his show in the late afternoon, and I just want to say that he must have stolen my thoughts right out of my brain. Uh Uh-oh. He literally said some things that were word for word. Mm. I guess because Colin and I share the same birthday, we do.
0: Oh, no, buddy. I feel sorry uh, we're you.
1: both uh, Capricorns.
0: Oh, man.
1: And are almost the same age that mm. uh, great minds think alike.
0: H- hang on, and- man. You're the great mind. <laughs> he does not have a great mind. You have a great mind, my friend.
1: Not him. Yeah, that's why, that's why I promise that that will be the last time I repeat that. But Thank I just you. figured I'd get a reaction from <laughs> you on that one. Um, yeah, we do have the same birthday by the way mm. I, that was a, on a previous episode i was going to bring that up but I, mm. I forgot to so just to let you know no, 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 no. so uh <laughs> so john uh during this uh super bowl uh 57 review uh feel free to chime in Will whenever do. you would like uh yeah. so basically it was the chiefs against the eagles uh the chiefs win they won by a uh final score of 38 35 I should have taken the over on the points. <laughs> we both did not, John. And I should have picked the Chiefs, which, Dude, of course, we, we both, both did not. the Eagles. Yep. yep. And so according no. to the Associated Press, and this just came up on my phone a few minutes ago, this was the third most watched television show in oh. history with an estimated 113 oh. million viewers. And that's like uh, Jen and I had talked about a few minutes ago, actually, before we came on. Uh, that's kind of the reason we're talking about the Super Bowl, because it's kind of a big thing. So right. uh, quick overall thoughts on the game. Uh, first thing, number one, I, th- I thought that Super Bowl 57 was like a prize fighting match. Hmm. With two competitors boxing yeah. and slugging it out. Yep. Uh, more specifically, I remember George Foreman Ooh, fighting George Muhammad Foreman. Ali, uh, Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Roberto Duran, Duran, uh, Duran, du- yeah, yeah, just duking it, duking it out and beating on one another. It <laughs> yeah. was, it was fun. It was a fun, exciting, and well played game. There were plenty of outstanding plays so for really. both teams in all three phases. Yeah. The second thing, uh, I think that the key was that Casey had been there before. Mm. I think that yeah. Casey's experience played a crucial part in them winning Might the be game. right. Casey was able to take control of the game after halftime and yeah. uh, made the necessary game plan changes to win. And that's kind of what you mentioned before, John, and you're absolutely yeah. right. And
0: just really quickly, Packer fans, um, I know you're at a great train of thought, Andy, but just really quick, what is the biggest thing, Andy, that we have complained on this podcast about Lafleur? He cannot do what after halftime?
1: Make the necessary adjustments and changes players. to the game plan to yeah. be able to win win the ball game. He's very yep. good uh at the beginning of games where he yep. scripted out those plays, but after halftime, so for some reason they can't they can't uh make adjustments. Mm. Was that am I right? Absolutely <laughs> is that what you're, that 100% what you're okay. Right. okay. And so uh and again this all this leads into my final thought, the, th- the third and last thing that I just wanted to, you know, just a thought on the game was uh, Andy Reid's a genius, a genius an offensive genius mm. and Patrick home home even though he was hobbled uh, he just showed, he'd showed a lot of grit and determination and willed uh, the chiefs to victory. So that was my, my third thought on that. And then, I did want to talk, John, a little bit about, uh, just give a quick analysis as quickly as I can possibly do it, which just typically isn't very quick. Um, so, so there are five things of importance I thought that happened. Uh, the first thing, uh, it, it was a little, it was funny that at halftime I said to myself, Casey has to get the ball into Isaiah Pacheco's hands and give him the rock. That's exactly what, what yep. Andy Reid did uh Pacheco yep. only had uh 28 yards rushing at halftime he ended up with 76 yards on the ground and a touchdown he had some really really big runs a lot of energy coming from that guy uh then the the second thing of importance is Patrick Mahomes period yeah uh he continuously made plays when he had to for example during that last drive when he ran uh for the 26 yards uh yeah. to the 17 yard line and got his team into field goal range uh to to eventually win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh the third thing is uh, th- there are two crucial plays I thought that really changed the outcome of the Super Bowl, Nick Bolton's 36 yard uh fumble recovery for a touchdown in the second quarter. And we had talked about Nick Bolton on a previous podcast. Yeah, and boy did he come through with—he uh, was a tackling machine. Yep, yeah. 180 tackles on the season, John. Um, That's insane. Yep, and he played great and made a play. And uh, mm-hmm. Kadaris Tony's uh, 65-yard punt return in the fourth quarter to the five-yard yeah, line—that set up a uh, pretty quick KC uh, uh, touchdown. And they were able to go ahead uh, with that score. Um, eventually, Philadelphia came back, tied the game, got a two-point conversion, whatever. But
0: right. that
1: was you know, a couple easy touchdowns that they had had. The fourth thing, uh, especially in the second half, I thought that Kansas City's uh, offensive line totally outplayed Philly's defensive line. The vaunted Eagles' front seven had zero sacks and got run on. Uh, Casey scored on every single possession in the second half, every single one. Yes. If Philly's D just gets one stop, just just one, just one, right? The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl fifty-seven mm-hmm. champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that did not happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. And then, uh, so we all know the outcome of the game even though the, the eagles were ahead by 10 points at halftime 24 14 the chiefs became super bowl 57 champions by the final score again of 38 35 by making john which we had talked about the necessary adjustments at Adjustment. halftime there you go imposing their will in the second half yep. and fighting back like a prize fighter in a championship yep
0: a little rope a dope <laughs>
1: So so I'll admit it, John. uh, We both whiffed on our prediction for the game. (laughs) But so did every single analyst on Fox who picked the Eagles, by the way. Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, Michael Strahan, Jimmy Johnson, Sean Payton, and Rob Gronkowski. Oh, he's a moron. Yeah, no kidding. Whatever. Just spelled (laughs) Gronk's name there. Uh, I think that all of us experts... Overlook the importance of Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Andy Reid, and experience. By the way, that pass interference penalty really yeah. sucked. Yeah. So I will yeah. say that. So
0: let me let me bring that up. Let me bring two points uh, quickly up here. One. So, one of the things that, as football fans, we get enamored with, the, like shiny uh special like team which the eagles but you know one thing we forgot andy was they faced first of all nobody like patrick Mahomes. okay second when were they challenged at all when did somebody ever really challenge the eagles right not not really and Kansas City just came after that hard-fought game against the Bengals. By the way, Cincinnati fans, if you're listening, I thought you should have been in the Super Bowl. You got it hosed by a couple calls. And that leads me to my next point is you were playing the entire game calling, you know, hey, there's offsides, legal motion, there's a holding here. And then the (laughs) the final two minutes of the game, you call a halt. Yes. I agree it's a hold, but every game you watch is holding. And, like, you know, he's not going to catch that ball. And, and Kansas City fans, you can argue with me all you like. He is not catching that ball, the receiver. I think it was Juju Schuster. He's not catching that ball, okay? And this is what with the refs. Uh, you know, again, like I said, Roger Goodell, officiating has never been better. Yeah, you're full of you-know-what. <laughs> um here, here it is. If you're gonna call the game, call the game, okay, and, and start calling that early, so the other team goes, Oh, I can't hold. This is, might cost us." Right, and Packer fans, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but if you remember Andy in the 2020 NFC Championship game, remember the Alan Lazard hold <laughs> on third and I think six. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that at all. If you, if you don't, go on YouTube. There's plenty of time, uh, you know, to look at it uh, after football season. And you can see it is a blatant hold. I mean, you you can't miss it. And guess what? The ref missed it. And then later on in the game, another blatant hold by Kevin King to one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer receivers, and they call it. So I just don't get this. They should have never made that call. They should have let it go, even though the Philadelphia, like I said, corner – he admitted, yeah, I held, I grabbed his jersey. You know, good for him. He's accountable, which I love that because you you do some, you made a mistake. It's okay. Be accountable for it. So anyway, and yes, Andy and I get suckered into the, the Eagles have an offensive line. The, <laughs> the, the uh, Kansas City, eh, kind of an offensive line. Uh, and then Eagles have a defensive line. So we got kind of caught up in that. And what we didn't realize was Andy Reid's a genius and Patrick Mahomes is one hell of a tough guy. So that's really it about that. And, um, you know, what else would you like to bring up? Oh, the turf. So I'll let you talk about the turf, Andy.
1: Yeah, I did want to mention that uh, Patrick Mahomes is a it's just an all-time talent, period. So <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it at guy, that. Dude. So when you got those two guys... Uh, good things are going to happen, so um, yeah. The, the turf, I did want to mention that uh, it was an issue uh, all game and all year. The NFL knew mm-hmm. about this, I believe. That the Kansas City uh kicker, uh, Harrison Butker, was uh, was, got hurt on that field earlier in the year, and hmm. so the, the NFL should have done something to correct uh, that issue. Uh, and players were at risk, so I, I hope the next time that uh, Arizona hosts the Super Bowl, which they've done that a few times, yeah, uh, since uh, I think it's been uh, 2006 when that particular stadium opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope the heck they have a new field. Uh, the thing that that you don't know, John, uh, that we didn't really talk about before the show, but you're about to know is the inaugural season of that stadium. I was there. I went to a football game. Oh, yeah, nice! And the, and the thing that interested me about it was I was just paying attention. I just taking in the the new stadium, everything, the atmosphere, everything that was going on. It's a great, great venue. Uh, it has a retractable retractable roof,
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: also has a retractable field. Yeah, that's cool. So the roll thing back. I noticed, the field goes on, the field actually gets rolled up and taken off to the side and then brought out and rolled hmm. back out. And I actually right. watched the field. I was I stayed there a little bit uh, yeah. after the game, was watching okay. them roll the field off because I believe they had a concert or some something else that was sure. going on at that venue. Uh, so my point is... <laughs> Hmm. Why can't the NFL and why can't Mm -hmm. the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. you know, do something about that? Because the field itself couldn't be replaced. Too many Um, slipping.
0: Yeah. Too many players slipping in that.
1: Yeah. There were actually people at halftime, John, uh, and they made a big to-do about it. They were going out there and picking up chunks of the field. So... (laughs) I just think there needs to be a it, yeah it, it needs to be better than that. so I figured I'd bring it up, but it's it's really cool to to watch and and the yeah. retractable fields kind of cool, but also yeah. you have to have a field that's safe uh for the players to play on. That's supposed to be something that the NFL is supposed to be about player safety, yeah, and they I don't want to say. <laughs> Um, well, as in Wisconsin, people like to say, well, maybe all over the United States, they screwed the pooch on that one. So, um, yeah, probably shouldn't have said that, but
0: we're still PG. PG.
1: Okay. (laughs) So yeah. Anything, anything else, John, anything else you want to add on that?
0: Um, not really. I think here's the thing. I think the biggest thing about the NFL is let's make sure officiating that we have the best of the best. I I believe for refs, they do, they go through a process and they're graded, and at the end of the year, the best refs go, or the best whatever officiating crew goes and does the Super Bowl. However, I think in the offseason, you have to look at full-time officiating as a real thing, number one. Uh, And number two is if you're going to have a field one of the things you should do is have the players come out, run a scrimmage, run something, you know, before the game, and then go, hey, this field sucks. Because they've done that before at some of the older stadiums where they they went out. And I remember a long time ago at when Philly had the vet, that piece of junk stadium. And even Eagles fan would agree with me. That was a terrible stadium. That was the stadium where they beat up Santa Claus And they had a jail on premises (laughs) because people (laughs) would be arrested literally every game. So, and one, I think it was, um, I got the head coach of uh, Baltimore back in the day came out and he looked at the field and he goes, there's no way we're playing. We are not playing on this field. Forget it. And so they called the NFL and they went out and they looked at it and they were like, Oh boy. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, (laughs) <laughs> if we're not playing And you can't do that in the Super Bowl But what you could do is like you said There has to be like They have two, three different fields Where they can be like, okay, let's try this one out Because it's the Super Bowl You can't have guys running around Falling down And looking like they're on ice skates Because it, it, it gives a bad image And even the Eagles came out And said, that field was horrible <laughs> Of course the Chiefs didn't say anything But you know, I'm sure somebody would say something. So that was really my other thought. Good Super Bowl. Um, hopefully next year at this time yeah. the Packers will be in it. But we'll
1: yeah. see. Yeah, ja, just one more quick thing. Uh well, yeah. actually a couple things. Um, you know, so that so that field is basically it's kind of like a tarp in baseball where they bring it out and they roll yeah. it out. It uh-huh. only takes maybe forty-five minutes to about an hour to do it and yeah. um so you know just you would just think they would have a better plan mm-hmm. a, a backup plan with that if they yeah, knew the field fight. was bad they should have did something have especially be right and then the the second thing on the refs i just want to say you know and, and people talk about this all the time you right. don't want the, them to dictate the outcome of the no, game you don't want them not. to ruin the end of the game, yeah. and this is the game, it's the Super Bowl, and that's yes. the like the worst game you could possibly have right to, to be doing that in. So I just yeah, wanted to yeah, mention yeah. that. And you are spot on. I just figured I just I had to get it off my chest before we moved on. Nice to nice. uh, you know, Packers News and Notes, which yeah. has some really good things to talk about. Yeah,
0: so okay, Packers News and Notes. This, all right, Red Far fans, come with me. You know I'm a Rogers guy over over Favre, and now Favre I don't he must be getting the world the, the worst advice ever because he is suing two ex ex NFL players uh, and current m- well media personalities Shannon Sharp yes that Shannon Sharp the brother of Sterling Sharp oh by the way Sterling Sharp made your career Brett Favre eh, just saying um, and Pat McAfee. I watch his show all the time. He has a, a great guest. Um, he can be a little bit out there sometimes, but he's still a cool guy. As well as a Miss- Mississippi auditor, Chad White. So what is this about? If you guys say, I don't follow the news. I don't want to hear about this stuff. prefers my boy. He's suing because of defamatory allegations uh, made over his involvement in a $77 million welfare fraud scheme, uh, scheme, excuse me. Um, and this is crazy. So if you don't know about just read the article. I'm not going to get too deep into it. Basically what he did was he went to um, Mississippi governor and he said, Hey, my daughter needs a new uh, volleyball facility at Southern Miss where he's from. And they were like, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. And they were like, well, how are we going to pay for it? Because it was the, he wants this grand facility. By the way, Brett has plenty of money to put the bill on that one. So come on, Brett. Um, and so what he did was he basically manipulated the system and then he had quotes out there that he sent text saying, I don't want the media to find out about this. He had all this paperwork tied to it. And I'm like, Yeah, but you're stealing from welfare. People in Mississippi are some of the poorest people in the nation. I mean, Brett, come on, man. Um, So (laughs) I I know that Brett Favre has had his troubles. And even though Favre admitted to, and this is, remember this, people, he admitted he went to the Vikings to stick it to the Packers. And I'm thinking to myself, Andy, and Packer fans, for what? what? What was your point to do that when we, as Packer fans and Packer Nation, built you up from this, oh, good old country boy, to a god, a football god that is still looked at today as a football god? And just really quickly, Andy, i want to tell you a, a funny story. So years ago, I was fishing. Uh, up north, just uh, uh, just with some family, and I go into a bar, and at the bar, they had a picture of Brett Favre, and right next to it, a picture of Jesus, <laughs> and I, I looked at it, and I said, Jesus, Brett Favre, interesting that you put them on the same playing field, uh, I just like, but that's to me, again, where Brett Favre is. And I hope these allegations are not true, because I do love Brett Favre. But oh, man, I I don't know. It just drives me crazy. So let me get on to the next thing. And Andy has a good one with this, because Rogers is my guy. And I want to (laughs) say, I love this. Andy, not so much, but he'll get into his thing. So Rogers is going on, or he's already on a four-day isolation retreat. So people, if you don't know what this is, it's like you go into a room completely dark. They lock you in there, and you just have you and your thoughts, and just kind of cleanses the mind and the body. Um, okay, so that's fine. Which <laughs> I know a lot of you Packer fans think that Rogers is like a hippie, like he's just out there, man. Um, but personally, I love it because Andy. I know you you can have a good point about this, but we will never, ever, and I repeat, ever have another quarterback like Aaron Rodgers again. As far as not only talent, but the different ways he looks at the world. And, and personally, I love it because he's, like I said, he's not far with the good old shucks and I'm out there playing football and it's going to be great and I'm beating people up and we're fighting and it's country boys and pickup trucks and, you know, shotguns and dogs and apple pie where he and rogers goes i'm going to get with my inner self and i'm going to figure out should i retire should i return or and i love it i mean it's just so cool he's just so cool to me now andy <laughs> remember rogers is my guy so first let's start with far what do you think about far what are your thoughts about that
1: yeah i really wasn't gonna talk about the pettiness that he had um yeah you know with the vite queens yeah uh but that is that is very true john and that was yeah. a motivation <laughs> for him
0: absolutely
1: it is absolutely it, it, you're you're absolutely right that's that's petty uh i would actually say quite wrong of him to do um there there are some points this is probably for another podcast but there are some points <laughs> i mean he does did know the division really well. he was playing in a dome it, they had a pretty good team at the time uh with a pretty good offensive line there's mm-hmm. there's excuses, but that pettiness yeah, uh, yeah i I agree with you hundred percent on that particular mm-hmm. point. I do understand why some reasons that he did it, but if one of the reasons mm-hmm. was that. <laughs> he wanted to stick it to the packers you did then he yeah then um you know it's probably one of those moments uh moments that some packer fans would probably say something to him uh with mm-hmm. regards to <laughs> you know yeah. something not nice back okay um, yeah and i won't say it but uh right as far as the lawsuit goes i don't care uh, i don't care about really? our societies don't care I don't care about our society's penchant uh, or our society's ten- tendency to sue over sue our fellow man or woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, joke, I definitely right? won't care until this truly gives the Packers franchise a black eye, to so to right. speak. So yeah. if it does, then I would say then it's going to be a oh, yeah, huh. be a bad uh-huh. thing. But yeah. that's all I want to say on that. But I really don't yeah. care about the lawsuit so at all.
0: The Rogers things, you love it.
1: Hmm. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that the public even knows that he's going on a retreat. I hate Mm. this with every fiber of my being. (laughs) It makes me want to go into isolation away from Aaron Rodgers and the football media. (laughs) Let me put it this way. I would rather take a photo of myself like Tom Brady did earlier this week.
0: Oh, you all know.
1: Y'all know what I'm referring to. <laughs> Wear some clean underwear. <laughs> I hate Tom Brady. I am starting, yeah, to hate, I'm starting to hate Aaron Rodgers. Oh,
0: Rogers. no, dude, stop.
1: And I'm starting really to dislike the media's coverage of these mm. two absolute prima donnas. Mm-hmm. Give you that. And I'm not referring to the chief <laughs> female singers in an opera company. So, you know, that's just my thoughts on that.
0: Look, <laughs> I had hey, to bring up the hold, prima donna part. We're, I, want, I want this really quick. I want to – Andy, you – I'm going to make a bet with you, and everybody can hear this. I'm going to make a bet. We'll make a steak dinner bet that one of these days you'll turn to me and go, boy, I kind of miss Aaron Rodgers and his goofiness because <laughs> we're never, ever going to have this again. You think Jordan Love's going to go if he's our quarterback? If that's a big F you think he's Going to do any of these wacky things No the guy sounds like he's Just going to be like okay <laughs> I'm here And you're like all right <laughs> Well play football okay He doesn't he's like um I'm trying to think that one quarterback Oh Steve Young So like Steve Young you never heard anything About Steve Young or like Dan Marino right Those guys were just like Yeah okay Okay <laughs> playing football and I'm really good at it and now I'm going home and I'll see you tomorrow uh so anyway but I love it man we we'll, we'll have a fun fun time to see what Aaron Rodgers decision was and how he came to it so what other yeah. Packers news do you have
1: yeah I well before I before I go into <laughs> the one little thing that I had in Packers news uh I would say that Jordan Love probably would play some video games uh, hmm. With his wide receivers, it's that is that like on what do they call that? Twitch or whatever? Yeah, it is? Twitch. Or, yeah, it's okay, got Twitch. Wanna, yeah. yeah, Twitch, yeah, okay, yeah, I would say Jordan Love probably would do Twitch. that, probably take the time to uh, wow,
0: yeah,
1: that's that's what I'm referring to, yeah, John. Yeah. I just figured I'd add that part. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so the only news I have, uh, last Thursday, according to the website on3.com and Steve Samra. I believe his name is. Okay. Uh, The he said the Green Bay Packers have poached poached Poached. Greg Williams, formerly of the Arizona Cardinals, Mm -hmm. to join Matt Mm -hmm. Lafleur's staff. I just like the word poached Poached. in that quote, so I figured I'd mention it instead of saying
0: Um, steal.
1: Yeah, poached. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Greg Greg Williams was the Cardinals cornerbacks coach last season Uh, he will be the Packers new passing game coordinator slash cornerbacks coach replacing Jerry Gray who left for Atlanta Mm. last week John and I talked about that departure in episode 13 it's possible Williams will coach only cornerbacks next season the Packers Mm. already have Ryan Downard on staff yeah. to coach the safeties, which I did yeah. not realize. I just thought he'd be coaching all the defensive backs. Okay. So I did want to say, welcome, Greg Williams. Welcome, Greg Williams. And hopefully, someday soon. Okay. Uh, goodbye, Joe Barry. Uh, Never gonna
0: happen, my friend.
1: So, so John, another mm-hmm. headline in the form of mm-hmm. a question from Troy. A- I th- want to know. I'm know I'm going to mispronounce this. aslan <laughs> with zone coverage his his title of his article was how bad does a Packers coach have to be to get fired I loved it and then later in his article Troy said that the answer is pretty bad
0: oh my god this Joe so Barry thing is I just not figured go I'd away. mention that
1: because I just got oh. I just started laughing when that it popped up on my phone. I read the article. I mean, I could go into great lengths yeah, of all yeah, yeah. the reasons. And I mean, we hate to get Ugh. anybody fired or say somebody should no, be fired. No, we,
0: yeah, um, heck, yeah.
1: But, man, <laughs> John, we've Ugh. talked about this in great lengths. So, um, yeah, we yeah. already. We how how really bad does a Packers coach have to be to get fired?
0: Yeah. yeah we pretty already talked bad. This. <laughs> We already talked this uh, about this in a uh, past podcast. You want to go and look about our Joe Barry thing? Now, here's the thing. Oh, my God. I just I just want to bring this up really quick. Uh, Brian Flores is the Vikings' new defensive coordinator. Okay, so if you don't know You're who right. Brian Flores is, he was a heck of a coach at Miami, had one of the best defenses in Miami, and then he was like in a, assistant linebacker coach at pittsburgh who turned that pittsburgh defense even when they were missing guys like tj watt and a couple other starters into a still a really formidable defense i'm like are you kidding me he was out there why didn't you bring him in and oh anyway he's a great (laughs) great great
1: defensive coach has a he's a great defensive mind john he is a great You're absolutely yeah. right yeah i forgot gosh i'm oh. glad you brought that up because that was one thing that i wanted to bring up um yeah because that that Oof. uh helps the minnesota vikings
0: oh absolutely um
1: because um, donato's a joke I, right <laughs> yep yep anyway former All right. oh, Packers defensive coordinator also here we go
0: again <laughs> here we go again we get second place when everyone else is getting first place. Um, anyway, so let's get on to our topic of the week. So one of the things that people have been putting together lately since, and I just want to say something. reason Packers Blitz podcast, Andy and I, decided not to get into the whole off-season will he, won't he, Aaron Rodgers stuff, is just because, one, it's silly and frankly you know you, you there's a million uh, every time i open my phone there's another article about it so it's just like it's sad, it's too much saturation and frankly i don't care because Aaron rogers is his own guy i, I hope he comes back because you know i love the guy but if he doesn't hey more power to him you know i, I wish him the best and if he retires hey again more power to him but Here's the thing. Do you remember, Andy, I'm taking you back (laughs) to Super Bowl 45 against the Steelers. Remember that game, Andy?
1: I sure do. Great Great
0: game, game, right? Um, It was glorious, and it was such a great game, and it was such a great battle, and one of the best Super Bowls ever, and after that... I remember Andy and I kind of talking, oh man, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have a dynasty. Woohoo. And well, <laughs> obviously, Packer fans, that did not happen. Um, and there was a Sports Illustrated article out there is that uh, had the, because ha- February 6th last week, was the anniversary of Super Bowl 45 and the Packers and they t- had this great article gave me a great idea about the Packers dynasty that never happened and I thought about that and I went oh they're right because if you remember we went the next year we went 15 and 1 with an average defense which oh by the way it kind of reminds me of Kansas City's defense <laughs> Not very good. Gave up a lot of points. But our offense was this juggernaut. Remember, Andy? In in 2011, uh, I think we scored like 30-some points a game averaged. I mean, we were just unstoppable. And so when we went and played the Giants in that divisional game at Lambeau, oh, such a heartbreaker. Just terrible game. So what I wanted to do – I don't like to put the blame on people, but we are, because <laughs> it makes it makes us feel better as Packer fans, right? To say, "Well, how did this not work out?" So, I love Ted Thompson. He was people. You don't understand. He was as we know, trust in Ted, and Ted we trust. Um, but he's partly the blame. And you know, I don't want to speak ill because he's gone. Rest in peace, Ted Thompson. And he did. Have some great drafts. Um, gave us Aaron Rodgers, lest we forget. Nick Collins, by far, is a Hall of Fame safety if he would have stayed healthy. You can't argue with me at all, any any fans out there. He was the best safety and probably will next to Leroy Butler. I think he was better than Leroy Butler. I know, scandalous, that we ever had. We had Clay Matthews. Woo! Boy, could that guy can make his plays when he was young? I mean, he was he was TJ Watt, JJ Watt, in my opinion, at that level. BJ Raji. Remember the NFC Championship game. I'll never forget this. This is my memory of it. So it was a close game, and I was at Andy's house. We're watching the game together. And it's, you know, Andy and I are all nervous and we're getting upset. You know, come on, we gotta put these guys away. The bears suck. And I go to the bathroom and i hear andy and his son i believe it was no i think it was your son nolan could have been zach just screaming and yelling by the way hi zach uh screaming and yelling and i'm going to the bathroom and i'm trying to zip up really, <laughs> really fast because i'm like and i run out and i see bj raji <laughs> carrying the football and running in and i'm like what, what who what what just happened and they show the replay Unbelievable for a guy that size. Jordy Nelson, one of my favorite receivers. By the way, he should have won the MVP in Super Bowl 45, but he dropped three passes. Come on, Jordy. Greg Jennings, okay. (laughs) Still one of my favorites. Josh Sitton, excellent. Uh, TJ Lang, excellent. Don't forget Devontae Adams. So also, he brought in Charles Woodson and Julius Peppers, two. Of the most magnificent players ever and we've talked about charles woodson Andy loves charles woodson um that we talked about you know in previous podcasts but he never could stay on top of the draft and in his later years he just fell off wasn't consistent so my next one really quick is coaching so <sighs> mccarthy was a good coach but like we talked about very simple could not Could not make the adjustments when he needed to make them. Um, And, you know, Lafleur. here here we go again, back in a time loop, right back to where we started. And if you guys remember Mike Sherman, he never had a chance. So I didn't even really count him. Okay, hard to swallow and hard to understand and hard to believe, but two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and we've only played in three Super Bowls? I know Super Bowls are hard to get, but come on, man. Again, we're stuck in this time loop again. We have Rodgers and Favre, and, and, and Rodgers is doing his, I'm going off to a retreat, and maybe, I don't know, yeah. And Rodgers, I don't think I'm going to play. I mean, Favre, I don't think I'm going to play. Well, I'll play. And also, both near the end of their career, Um, and Rodgers is probably still going to play, hopefully here, but they just made the mistakes you know we can go to each one which we're not going to go into unless andy wants to go into it later on his uh rant um and it's just 2007 what are we doing is it wide open guys and we're throwing to the Donald cover? drivers covered and then 2014 oh i know <laughs> which i will get into um Right, so we just couldn't, we just couldn't get past with those two amazing, talented quarterbacks. All right, people, (laughs) I know you're gonna say, "Uh, John, that's weak, but bad luck. Come on, now you gotta go with me on this one, Packer fan, football fan. Can anyone tell me in the 2014 NFC Championship there was nothing but bad luck? Are you kidding me? And Andy and I. I remember Andy saying to me, and if you you could talk about this in here, and Andy, when you said to me after the game, he goes, as soon as they missed that uh, onside kick, I'm like, here we go, we're gonna lose this game, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, kind of a, oh, and then 2007 and 2011 against the Giants, man, what, oh, what are we doing? You know, just fumbles and. Uh, unbelievable. And then 2009 and 2015, if you remember, 2015 was the two Hail Marys that kept us in the game. Two Hail Marys kept, had to keep us in the game. And then that stupid Larry Fitzgerald, he's a great player. I'm just kidding. Gets this shovel pass and runs in, and our defense is like, why does Larry Fitzgerald have the ball? And then 2009, oh, that was rigged. NFL was rigged because there was two penalties, and we know it, Packer fans. 2016 against the Falcons, everybody was hurt. If, if you guys remember, Packer fans, the offensive line was so banged up, they had to use people from the defensive line to play on the offensive line. Um, and then, oh, the worst. And not the worst, 2014 is the worst. 2020 against the Buccaneers. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> we intercepted him three times at Tom Brady. And we just could not get to where we needed to go. And then 2021 against the 49ers, or any time we play against the 49ers, it's just what are we doing? Like we, we you know, Colin C- Tapper, whatever his name is, still freaking running. We can't, <laughs> the ruddy backs are running all over the place on us. They're blocking kicks. It's unbelievable. Like most of Shanahan's wins. Are from us in the playoffs. If you look at his playoff record, it should be like two and eight or something like that. (laughs) But most of his wins are against us. And then I'll give you honorable mentions. Aaron Jones, we love you. But man, that hit last night to the running back of the Chiefs. I'm not sure which one it was. And he gets leveled and he holds on to the ball. And I'm like, huh? Aaron Jones has been leveled twice in 2020. And then in the Detroit game, he was leveled. In both times, he fumbled the ball. Did not cost us the game, but come on, man. Hold on to the football. And then special teams. Oh, boy. We just haven't done anything. But with Rich Bisaccia, who's coming back, by the way, if you haven't heard, he'll be back with the Packers at least for one more year. And I'm hoping he'll have some type of understudy that can take over when he leaves because he's going to get a head coaching job no doubt in my mind so whether it's like i said super hard to have a dynasty with the league parity re-agency you know lack of getting the top talent salary cap injuries to key players you know i just i know people are bringing up dynasties now with the chiefs and everything but the packers by far had some great players and Good coaches, and we couldn't make a dynasty out of it. Um, and I just don't see it anytime soon for any teams. I will give the Chiefs and the Bengals, I, I think the Bengals more. I, I really like Joe Burrow, I, I think he's the next uh Mahomes and will exceed him. Um, that's my personal opinion. And uh, Andy, that was a lot. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on that? Where do you stand on all the things I said there? What do you think?
1: Yeah, that was uh, totally, totally awesome, John. I 100% agree with you on all five points that you brought up. And I won't go back through them. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, I will say the one thing I don't agree with you on, and you just brought it up, <laughs> Was uh Burrow uh, becoming better than Mahomes? I, I don't know, don't, man. Don't he's think a, that's gonna player. happen. Really? Yeah, um, it, he had beat uh, beaten Mahomes three times in yeah, a row. He's three one against Mahomes. Yeah, so I will give him that. But I, I still think Mahomes is a better better player than Joe Burrow. Okay. But Joe Joe Burrow, I would say he's probably in the top. Top five for sure, NFL quarterbacks. Oh, uh, maybe even in the top two, uh, but I would put uh, Holmes above him a notch. So, but that's just, yeah. Sure. So, just I figured I'd. <laughs> but, it, but awesome job. I'm glad you, everything that you brought up would have been things that I would have brought up anyway. The only thing I can add, um, and this would be number six <laughs> uh, yeah. the Packers organization should have followed the Eagles and the Chiefs blueprint mm, for success mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, and this is what I'm getting at right here. So even though the Packers have had one of the top offenses for a while, now mm-hmm. that I now that I think the I think that the Packers philosophy needed to change over a decade ago. So number yeah. one, don't always rely on Aaron Rodgers talent to win ball games and bail yeah. you out. Exactly. Uh, second thing, the offense needs players with a killer instinct, bigger no, players, stronger players, yep. Yep. And abs- yep. Absolute maulers. Yep. Charles Woodson. For right. the past decade, the Packers' offensive line has been built to be athletic, be finesse,
0: play mm-hmm. multiple
1: positions, yep. and be better at pass blocking than run blocking. So I'm yeah. saying our offensive line needs to be better it needs to be bigger stronger more athletic yep. you know even more athletic uh, absolute beast yep. uh undertaker that's all i'm gonna ah. say <laughs> okay sorry
0: ah, wwe yeah
1: i, I Nakazuno. so <laughs> so, big so they champion. they need they need this that this needs to yeah, change so Packers fans rem, you know remember the Packer's inability to convert on short third Mm -hmm. and fourth down conversions and that is totally totally unacceptable with the running backs we've had so our offensive line needs to change they have been drafting i don't believe the right offensive line players especially Mm -hmm. and and i will you know i just believe strongly that that needs to change um, and then I I totally agree with you, John, on this. The Packers' talent on offense has not been good enough. No. You have Rodgers, why can't you get him some playmakers and more trans- transcendent talent to match yeah. his own? And right. so, in that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 45, we had a plethora, a oh. copious amount copious. of talent on, Ooh, good on good. offense. Yes, we did. And we need that again. So they need to get back yeah. to that. And just really, the thing quick, is, Andy, just really, they need quick, to start Andy. drafting some yeah, of these We didn't players have Jermichael
0: Finley. Remember, Jermichael Finley was hurt. If we would have had him too, imagine. Woo,
1: that would have been tough. So, so now moving on from offensive philosophy, that needs to change. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, great coaching is important. Mm. Just look. At the Super Bowl winning teams of the past few years, KC, LA Rams, Tampa Bay Bucks, yeah, all these teams have had, have had great coaches, coaching staffs yeah. in all three phases, and yeah. coaching trees. Sure. Who has right? been hired away? You know, who has been hired away lately from the Green Bay Packers staff to become a head coach and has been successful? Yeah,
0: successful. That's the key. Yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, right.
1: You're correct, Packers fan fans. If you said no one. No, nobody. nobody. Uh, and Zero. then the front office is crucial. Yeah. All three Super Bowl winning teams had an awesome general manager, personnel department, and scouting department. Most importantly, the staff at the top took big swings, signed free agents to win now, and drafted to not not to develop, but to win now. Right. Yeah. So I think that the Chiefs and the Eagles were both winners and reached the Super Bowl because they knew their offensive identity, hired a great coaching staff, and had a front office that made the right personnel decisions before the season, during the season, and after the season. So, John, to best answer your question, which NFL team has the best chance to have a dynasty? So, yeah, um, I think. It, you know, I would say the Chiefs, just like you did, as long yeah, as Andy Andy Reid and Patrick yeah. Holmes are together, the combo Benenemy, is definitely yeah. one that has the best chance of becoming a dynasty. Uh It's the Chiefs. Andy Reed has put together a great staff, again, especially offensive coordinator uh, Eric Benenemy and yep. defensive coordinator Steve Spaggs. Uh, the front office has an awesome general manager in Brett Veach. Let's not forget... Ownership and the Hunt family, I believe that the Casey Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, are the only team out of 32 that has any chance to become a dynasty in the next five right. years or so.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals are also interesting, and they are definitely one of the top yeah. teams uh, to maybe become a dynasty. The team has Joe Burrow at a rookie minimum still. Yeah, Zach Taylor is a better head coach than people give him credit for. Yes, he is. His staff, especially defensive uh, coordinator Lou Anarumo. I probably pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Incorrectly. He's great, by the way. And offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. uh, They are both really good. Yeah. Uh, Those two were up for head coaching positions. And very interesting, very interesting. The the Bengals do not have a general manager per se. Uh, They do have uh, Duke Tobin, who's their director of player personnel and with the front office since 1999. So they don't have a general manager, John, supposedly. Hmm. I didn't know that until I researched that today. (laughs) But uh, so there are three additional teams that I would like to throw out there that could become a dynasty in the next five to 10 years. Number one, uh Philadelphia Eagles. Great, mm-hmm. great quarterback. You're not paying them anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic weapons him. on offense, good defense, very good head coach, excellent GM, and there is a weak uh NFC for the next several years. Uh so number one, uh, that would be the first team, uh, in addition to the two others that we mentioned, Casey and uh uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati. So yep. Philadelphia Eagles is that first one. The second one, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. They have quarterback Justin Herbert. They're not paying yeah. him yet either. <laughs> they have <laughs> offensive... Pretty, right? They have awesome offensive weapons. Uh, they have playmakers on all three levels of the de- yes, defense. They do. Uh, Tom Telesco is a talented GM who enters his yes, 11th season with the team. Yep. Uh, they hired two of the... Th- two or three, uh, he's in the top two or three Offensive Coordinator, uh, Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Dallas is stupid. <laughs> they, <laughs> they they had ranked second yeah. in offense. Hmm. Mike McCarthy is now the new OC. Oh boy, hold on to your hat Yeah, fan. so Kellen Moore is now with uh, Justin Herbert, yep. Herbert and with the LA that's Chargers, good, so that's, that's going to be great for Herbert, I think. Yeah. Uh the the Chargers do need a, need a new head coach, though. Brandon Staley is not the answer. No, the not. NFL is an offensive league. The Super Bowl yeah. has been won lately with teams that had offensive minded head coaches. Correct. Last one, John. Uh the Buffalo Bills. No. Yep. They have uh quarterback Josh Allen. They have yeah. Stefan Stefan Diggs. Uh, They have a really good defense. They do need a new head coach. Uh, Sean McDermott isn't the answer. Uh, They need to immediately get Josh some help, Uh, get Josh Allen some help on offense. They need a better line and a running back or two or three. Uh, A new offensive coordinator who doesn't just call plays, but calls plays based upon the team's offensive identity would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a new offensive coordinator uh, otherwise football fans a big athletic player like Josh Allen is going to end up like uh, just like Cam Newton yeah hurt and out of hurt. the league so I will yeah, say yeah. that but but they've got the quarterback um, and they do have some good front office people as well they do but that's that's a reach. Um, that was that's my reach. It was toward the bottom of my five. Yeah, but that's, that's why I mentioned I do them not last. See the Bills being a dynasty. Do okay. Not but I did want to mention, John, that there is a distinct uh, parallel between the Bills and the Packers, and that they and both not a good have, one. <laughs> yes, they both have squandered the opportunity to become a dynasty twice yeah. in, the, in recent memory. Uh huh. And that is coming from a lifelong and old Packers fan, who is old. That's me, who lived through the Packers, uh, oh. Packers football in the 1980s. So, yeah, um, they both had and have have had. Sorry, they both had and have future NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, the uh, Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen. The Packers had Brett Favre and have Aaron Rodgers. They both rely on their quarterbacks. Way too much to win the games. They both did not get their respective quarterbacks the talent that they needed to succeed. Both teams used their high end draft picks primarily on defense instead of on offense. Yep. And I will give the Bills some credit when the organization took a big swing and brought in sack specialist Von Miller.
0: Yeah, that was. wish
1: Wish the Packers organization would stop it with the consistent conservative approach it has right. taken. If you yes. wanna win championships in this league, you better be able to make tough decisions, yep. pivot when you have to, and then take a big swing. Take the big swing. Yes. John and I will be talking about some of those tough decisions that are that the Packers organization will have to make moving forward. Unfortunately, Packers fans will have no choice but to be extremely patient. That includes the Packers winning another Super Bowl and maybe even becoming a dynasty again someday. So, John, I didn't know if you had any comments about the three teams that I added. It sounded like you weren't too thrilled with the Buffalo Bills, but there is a constant theme that I have with all three. They all have the quarterback.
0: Yes, Yes, they do
1: uh two of them are on contracts that are uh, really favorable right. to the the team. They have a good front office. They have good ownership. Uh there's a lot of parallels between those three teams and that's why yeah, I picked that them. Was excellent. Jo- Josh Allen got showed the bag by the way just like Mahomes, but yes. Mahomes again, they're both uh team friendly deals. A little yes, bit they are. more team friendly than Aaron Rodgers was. So Yes. But um, no, I don't know uh, if you had anything else that no, you wanted no, to talk nothing, about with that.
0: No. I thought the co- like correlation
1: that. between the Bills and the Packers are eerily, you know, similar. Man,
0: you know, that was really great, you know, because I'll give you some applause on that one. Because you are 100% right on that. And that that's why you're my friend and my podcast host. Go host. Um, that was that. spot on because <laughs> people don't understand how similar that is. I mean, you're a Bills fan. The '80s—that was you. That was all you. You had—I can name at least five Hall Famers on that '80s team. You know, like Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, uh, Bruce Smith. uh, Andre Reed, that's four. I think and one other one, Steve Tasker, I believe, is a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's five guys on one team. And there's probably like two or three other guys that I'm missing on one team. I mean, and not win a Super Bowl, that's insane. And go to four straight, that would never happen again. Mahomes is the awesome. He can't even do that. I, I just don't see that happening. So, yes that's awesome how similar they are and how crazy it is to have two and josh allen you're right unless he falls off a cliff he is a hall of fame quarterback um you know even if he's not first ballot he's still gonna be a hall of fame quarterback in my opinion so yes Excellent! Great job. Yeah. So
1: the bills, the bills are going to have to win a win a Super Bowl though. For they're going to have to. You know, Josh
0: Allen will have yeah, to otherwise... win a Super Bowl to get the monkey off his back. And I don't see that happening with Joe Burrow, Herbert, and and uh, Mahomes, uh, and then who knows who else is coming up um, to, to challenge them? You know.
1: Let yeah, the Bills so, are a little, they're they are a little bit like the Vikings. Um, you know, the Vikings have it, Vikings. lost four Super Bowls as well. Ding, ding. And I don't, yeah, and I don't think the Bills have been to more than the four. So the four in no, a row, I think those, those are the only four that they've been to, right? Yeah, it's
0: the only four they've been to. That is correct. Okay. That is correct.
1: All yeah, right. so, so similar to the Viking, Vikings as well, in some ways. Love it. <laughs> At least in that All way. All
0: right. <laughs> Although Brian Flores is still a good hire, and I'm really nervous about that. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's... I still have Kirk
1: Cousins. No <laughs> Costco
0: hot dog. Um, listen to our podcast, and I he's a Costco hot dog, Kirk Cousins, and I'm never going to take that back. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, Andy, um, football is over for the most part, except the draft will be coming up, and there will be some... Um, Oh, what do you call it? Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. The uh, where the, all the guys run around in their underwear, <laughs> see how fast they are. The combine, yeah, yes. So we will be dropping some mini sods. Andy and I will come out with some offense defensive players. You know, we'll, we'll you know, Andy's the stat guy. That's your new nickname, by the way. Um, <laughs> and you will obviously do great. We'll bring up some stats, and we'll, we'll have just some mini episodes. And then April, you know, we'll hit that. But Andy has a thing like too. Aaron Rodgers decision should be soon. If not this week, next week. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so Andy, you, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, and, this,
1: uh, this like was not Andy. a mini. So John at all.
0: No, sorry. We have
1: <laughs> sorry. Um, I am looking forward, uh, to the Minnesota's coming up. And I've been accumulating a lot of uh, draft data, and draft prospects uh, who could be and and hopefully are good fits uh, Mm -hmm. with the Packers. Um, So, uh, hey, John, uh, maybe uh, Packers fans will finally get a decision from (laughs) Charles Rogers. (laughs) John, this totally reminds me of the bad Publicity, the decision (laughs) gave LeBron James and his brand. Make a decision, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to say uh, congratulations (laughs) to the uh, NFL Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and their fans. And once again, thank you. uh, Thanks to the greatest sports fans out there, Packers fans.
0: Packers fans, we love you. Uh, remember to go to Packers Blitz 80, packersblitz80 at gmail.com. Um, go to see us on YouTube and hit subscribe because, you know, we're a small podcast. We're trying to grow. Um, one thing, when the decision is finally made, come on, Aaron, make that decision. We will get on and have a podcast to discuss that, uh, Andy and I, uh, whatever the decision is, um, sooner than later. So, love you, Packer fans. Andy, you have a great week. Love you, buddy. Talk to you soon.
1: You too, John. Take care. Take care, Packers
0: fans.